Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayes, Feedback and Insights, Shear number 47. We mentioned before that Shalom Bayes, marriage, has a lot of foundations that are similar to any and every other relationship in many, many ways. With exception of physical and emotional intimacy, that specifically differs from other relationships. Because it is only the husband and the wife that is meant to have this physical, sexual connection and that deep, emotional, intimate connection, which is not meant for any other relationship. Without this component, no marriage can be successful. The Torah emphasizes this. The Torah says, V'davak be'ishtoi v'hoyu lebasar echad. You cleave to your wife and you become as one. And the Torah wants this. The Torah, of course, wants it to be with Kedusha. And the Torah wants it to be a very important part of marriage. And it's the basis of all of marriage. And in this Miktsaya, in this subject of physical, sexual intimacy, with emotional intimacy connecting the souls, that is the hashkafa of life in a marriage with a tremendous emphasis on how important it really is. That's not to be underestimated. Taira is Lashon Haira. There is nothing outside of Taira. And this subject, everything is in Taira. Now, some people don't know how to interpret Taira properly or how to express what they know properly from the Taira. You really need to know and find and search the ones who really, really know. And because everything is there. And we mentioned before, although we did bring up secular sources, the secular sources. The ones that work, you'll find in Tyra. And when it's not, it can be very easily misused. And it's a shame that this subject is not discussed more. Now, to be discussed publicly, that's a question. Even in public Shalom Bayashiurim, there are reasons not to be specific, and it's talked in vague terms, and you can't say it's wrong. Some people speak more directly because they feel they have to. And some people are more vague. And then when they uh, talk to people one-on-one, that's when they are more specific. But the Torah has ideas on all of these subjects and what's right in all of these subjects. And it's important if a couple does not know or not sure that they know the right hashkafa this subject of physical, sexual, and emotional intimacy, to speak to a friend or a sibling about these things, they're not, most li- they're not likely to be the right person. Aside from the fact that it's inappropriate, it could also cause a lot of damage. So between a husband and a wife, it really needs to be a private matter. But they need to sometimes talk to a competent, objective person 
to discuss this with if they're not clear. And when it comes to being Nishla Ishtai, between a husband and wife, Betzina, again, there are different cultures. We said that before. People have different variants of what's allowed, what's not allowed. There's a lot of leeway. Some won't go for that leeway. So I can only talk in general terms. So I can't tell you what's mutter, what's not mutter, so on. That you go to a Mayra on that. But the key yesoid, generally speaking, is to be lenient beyond what the Torah allows can cause damage to your marriage. In Oilam physically, we're not talking about Oilam or what's an Aveira. That's, of course, a separate discussion. But because Taira is correct, and Taira is the Racher Darche Noyam, if you go beyond what the Taira allows and do something as a couple to what the Taira clearly says no on, that's a danger to your marriage. But one needs to know that just like being overly lenient beyond what the Torah allows is a tremendous error, to be stringent more than what the Torah wants you to do can also destroy the marriage. Because there are healthy aspects that a couple needs to engage in sexually, physically, period. The Torah requires this. The Torah wants this. And when you're machmer, it's a little different. When you're machmer with yourself and it doesn't become a burden on anyone else, that's one thing. But here you're dealing with a wife or with a husband. And here you cannot be machmer on your own. If you're not sure about something and you're worried that it's, it, your, your wife wants something, your husband wants something, you could speak to my Reha a hundred percent. But don't pass it on yourself automatically if something your, if your wife wants or your husband wants that it's wrong. Another thing to emphasize is Taras HaMeshpacha, the Helchas Nida, the Harchakais. Very often, as a couple gets used to each other, they become more lax, and sometimes they re- actually breach something that the Torah does not allow. And that could break your marriage too. And we can't go into those halachas. This is not a halacha share. You could speak to someone and get guidance in these matters. And it's not a hefker. A marriage is not hefker. Hashem wants you to use this sex sexual gift as a gift to be used, but not to misuse it. What's an important aside is you don't use God to kill your marriage. Sometimes people use an Hashem in a way to manipulate to what you think the right thing is, and you hurt your spouse, your husband or your wife, saying, this is the Rabbi Shalom's will. And very often you have to question yourself, maybe that's not the Rabbi Shalom's will. People very often, in other religions certainly, but unfortunately in this 
Yiddishkeit too. If you're not oiska arbit and you're not edel and you don't know and your bad midas take you over, you will use God to kill your marriage. And it's very important not to do that. And if you're not sure, you ask the right people. Rabbi Grun talked a little bit about this. He didn't say, he said, some of the pratim that I mentioned now also talked about, obviously, in a relationship, you have the me and the you and the ours. So obviously, intimacy is an ours type of thing. It's mutual. It's both. Nothing in the intimate life should be decided by only one person. Nothing in the intimate sexual life can be dictated by one person. They need to make room for each other and to take each other's needs very, very seriously. And there needs to be a healthy attitude towards this. And the truth is that both husband and wife need to have their needs met and fulfilled. Their sexual needs, their emotional needs, their spiritual needs, everything. That's very clear. And it's two ways. Husband to wife, wife to husband. By the wife it says Beferish in Chazal very, very old, many times how they save their husbands from sin. And sin can mean many, many things. We talked about it, which is true, but it means the sexual sins that a, that a man by nature would stray and by the wife fulfilling his needs in that area, it saves him from straying. And he, Rabbi Groom brought an interesting point where you see the two, the balance over here. On one hand, you see in Parshish Pinchas, it mentions all the mishpachos. It mentions the yud, hachanoichi, and so on. It has the hey and the yud in the name of each mishpacha. And the yud and the kei is Hashem's name. And it's to testify. So Rashi and Pinchas brings down that the Metzrim used to make fun. All these centuries, or the other people said, they must have done stuff wrong. They must have uh, had znus there and... They couldn't have gone on for centuries without doing that. However, Hashem put the Yud and the He in each Mishpacha's name to tell you that did not happen. They stayed pure. They stayed pure. And yet, at the same time, as it's brought down by the Kiyar, the Maris Hatsayvais, those mirrors, and those were the mirrors that Hashem wanted there, even though Moshe at first was hesitant about it, because it was used for to enhance the wives' appearance so they could mate with their husbands to have children and to fulfill their desires to have children. And that was a shmirah for the husbands as well. So you see that this concept of what the women did with the Maris Atzaivais, is Kedusha. And that's part of the reason why Shaloi Shaltu Bibnais Yisrael. And it's both ends. 
The wives save the husbands from hate by giving them and meeting their needs, their sexual and emotional needs in the bedroom. And Vesimach es ishtoi, the other way around. It, it's, it's the husband's obligation to fulfill her needs. Both needs need to be met. But the Shaila is, what's the person's role? What is he to focus on? What is she to focus on? And it's clear, they need to focus on the other's needs, on satisfying the other. If you focus on that, it will happen and it will work. And the more you give, the more you will receive, but you cannot focus on the receive. If the focus is only on one's own needs, how that can be met, it will derail the whole thing. And you won't get what you want, and your spouse won't get what they want. But when this is done correctly, and they each focus on satisfying each other's needs, the other one, they reach a level of true intimacy and true connection. Now, there's nothing wrong with expressing your needs. So don't think it's a stira. You could express to your husband or to your wife, this is what I need sexually or physically and, and then emotionally in the intimate um, interactions. You can express it and you should express it. There should be open communication about it like we spoke in the past. That's fine. That's even good. So that each one knows what the other one needs. It's important to express that. But not for the purpose of self-absorption or lust. Like I, you know, like, like it's me and only me. That could ruin and destroy the marriage. The focus has to be on each other. And we need to be taught that. We need to be educated with that. And we need to develop that skill to learn how to do that. Now, a lot of it is not just physical needs. There's a deep emotional connection that's also part of it. To be emotionally aligned as they're interaction, interacting in a physical, sexual way, there needs to be an emotional alignment there needs to be a shared mindset with one and the other. And so much can be done. By the way, this is a little strange to people that because it takes two to tango in a marriage and certainly in intimacy, nevertheless, if one of the two has the correct mindset and does things properly in the Torah way, the right way, even if the other spouse is not yet there yet, and they, they're still lacking in what they need to learn and grow from, it has tremendous value. And ultimately, it'll influence positively on the connection for the spouse that has not yet learned or developed this yet. And that's very important. Today's culture is so messed up. We're going to talk about this in future feedbacks and future shiurim, it's important to emphasize it. The Torah, if you look through, focuses on the other person's pleasure. When it's talking to the husband, it talks about how to enhance his wife's pleasure. And when it talks about his wife, talk to the wife, it's about how to enhance 
and benefit the husband. The Torah's focus is that each one should focus on each other and to enhance each other's lives. The Torah's ways are beautiful. Now, sometimes it's like the Badichavarov said to this Kaifer, this Apikairis once told the Badichavarebbe, I don't believe in God. I have a lot of complaints against him. I don't like him. Um, the, the world is messed up. He messed up my life. And I have a you know bad relationship with him. I don't like him. And the truth is, I'm not even sure I believe in him. And it's told that Badicheva answered him, I agree with you. The God that you don't believe in, I don't believe in either. I don't believe in that God either. So in other words, a lot of times we have pre-misconceptions about Tyra. Maybe you were told by the wrong person. Maybe you misunderstood someone. Maybe there was someone that was a chassan or kala teacher that should not have been a chassan or kala teacher. Or a rebbe that gave certain guidance and he didn't know what he was talking about. It's possible. But the Torah is the Rachel Darchein Noyam. It is beautiful. And it gives leeway for all different types of people and cultures within Yiddishkeit. There's certain things where the Torah, it's no lecholadeis, no, and there's nothing to talk about, but that is for our benefit. It is Noyam. And that's an important thing to always remember. Sometimes you think that the Torah is like wagging its finger at you and it feels too restrictive. It's like, you know, when you're in the bedroom and you're told not this, not this, not this, not that, and it feels restrictive. No, it's the Rachel Darachinoyam. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And when it's something is supposed to be done and needs to be done, it should be done. And there's Elu the Elu within the world of Torah too. So you have to know who to go to with the right Chonos HaNefesh, but it has to be Alpi Torah. Torah has everything. And that's very important to know. Torah has the answers for everything. And if we don't know it yet, we need to learn it, we need to grow. And like we said before, and I'm going to say it again, you can express your needs, either one of them to both of them, that's a big aside. Otherwise, they won't know. This is one of the other reverse issues that happens in this intimacy, where one of them feels that they're not getting what they need to get sexually. And they say, no, no, it's bashert. No, I'm a martyr. I'll be a carbon. This is my mysterious nefesh. I'm not getting this. That's not the right way. That's not the right way. You need to be honest and communicate that, those needs, sexual needs, of what is needed, what you feel you need to your husband and to your wife. But that's not soicer, and I'm said this, saying this a second time. It's not soicer, the concept that the focus needs to be on the giving, on what can I give to meet the needs of the other person, and not to be hyper-focused on your own needs. You need to express what they are to your spouse and to be open about it 
and to share your feelings about it. But the self-centered self-absorption that we have in our generation, that we have in our door, that is something that we need to uproot. And the more you give, the more you'll ultimately receive. It's a paradox. But you don't have to be a carbon or a martyr or just say, oh, I'm not this. No. You ha- it could be done the right way. And if there's clarity and education with it, it could be the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's very, very important to know. And we can't get into explicit details in a share like this, although I'll be more open than a lot of people that give public shiurim are, and I'll be less vague, but I still have to be careful in the way I talk. But the idea is that sneas, like we said many times before, is not something that's embarrassing, that you're embarrassed or ashamed because you're not doing anything wrong. Adarabba, when there's sexual passion and love in the right way, the way the Torah wants it, not only are you not doing anything wrong, you're doing everything right. And it's not separate from any other form of avoidus Hashem that you do. Even the highest ones, matzah, and, 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 and nila yen kippur, and so on, like we said in, in, in previous shiurim. That's very, very important. It can be the most enjoyable experience, physically, spiritually, emotionally. It can enrich your life. It could hold back and prevent terrible loneliness. And it could, it could, it could actually be a reife, a refuah. It could be a refuah, an emotional refuah when done the right way. Actually, this sexual, physical intimacy done the right way could actually heal a person, could build a person. That's tzabrochen, or whatever the case may be, could heal emotional wounds. That's the way Hattayra meant it. V'hoyu l'basar echad. V'hoyu l'basar echad. So it's always a balance. Not to be too machmer, not to be too mekel. Not to violate the Torah, cholila v'cholila. Not kechut asaira. Not because it's not good for us. Not good for us in Oilam Azeh. And, like I said, it goes both ways. Just like there's a danger of breaking together and violating the Torah, that's a disaster. You cannot be machmer on your own, especially if your husband or your wife feels that they need something that's mutter alpidin, even according to whatever sheet the siddhar is, some, yes, whatever it is, if the, it's mutter alpidin, at least according to some paiskim or the way the shikaladas of whoever, whichever paisik or rav or mayra hayra you go to, and they advise you, and they say, if your wife needs this, this is what you, could, you, you need to do. If your husband needs this, this is what you really should try to do. Then, don't be a Eberchacham, and try to be machmer, and go to high levels of Kedusha on your own. Um, that is most likely Dimyaynis. That's a very important Yisaid. So we're going to talk more about this, Be'ez Hashem, although it's difficult, Naidavant Hashem, that I should be able to 
express what I need to express the right way, clear enough to be understood, but in an oifen that's proper and erlich. But this is a very important thing because this is what the aside of marriage is. It sounds, what do you mean? It's the Torah, Tefillah, Ches. Of course, this is the foundation. This is the foundation. And the more you give, the more you receive. And you can express your needs, but the key is to focus on the other one's needs. And this, when you have this the right way, the in the Torah's beautiful way, you could create healing and a beautiful binyan and a beautiful kesher between husband and wife. Have a wonderful day.